0: Recreation staff serve on the front lines, interacting with our community daily. From after school activities to sports, summer camp and beyond, recreation staff are in the trenches, executing the plans from the top and plans of their own. That daily face-to-face interaction, the personal connections with our families are at the heart of communities across the city and have created big extended families that help our children flourish. But in March, that all changed. While other businesses were able to move virtually, it presented a challenge for the heart of our department because recreation is a bit hard to do via Zoom. On this episode of The People Behind the Story, we talked to Marlon Christian and Wayne Fleming, recreation center supervisor and recreation instructor, respectively. We discussed the sudden shift in recreation how they felt assuming other duties in a pandemic and what they think the future holds. Well, hey, guys, how are you? Fine. Welcome. Can you guys introduce yourselves?
1: I'm Wade Fleming from Powerton Hill Community Center i Marlon Christian from here at Pine Camp
2: Recreation
0: Center. Well, I appreciate you guys coming to talk to me today. All right, so March 13th, we were all sent home. And it was the it was like the telltale end of basketball season.
2: Yeah. yeah. We hadn't they, even yeah.
0: like the end of playoffs. They missed the championship. They game. missed the championship game. So we were ordered home and initially we were supposed to be home for two weeks. Did you all think? that it would have turned into what it's turned into now? Or did you really think, all right, we'll be gone for two weeks and, and we'll be back?
1: Well, I never thought we'd be gone as long as we have been. Um, it's been like going on eight months with the COVID from not mistaken, And it's just an adjustment that everybody has to deal with at the moment. There's nobody that could have expected this.
2: This is the first time in history that this has happened. So there's no way that you could have expected that we would still be dealing with this now going on October.
0: Were you, when when we were initially told we were going home for two weeks, um, it was the end of basketball season, so baseball and soccer season were about to start up. I know soccer is really big here. Um, Summer camp was another thing that was about to happen. Were you all still actively planning soccer seasons, summer camps? Was that something that you all were still thinking about for those two weeks at home, or were you kind of, All right, let me kind of put stuff on hold for a second, because maybe it won't happen.
2: Well, on my end, I had already started registration for soccer. I had people who registered and had to get refunds. Um, We weren't sure about summer camp because, again, you don't know that this is going to last this long. This is very new. And so um, I was planning some things for summer camp, but then I didn't make final decisions because I wasn't sure when things were looking bleak as far as schools opening again and um, activities happening at the center. So, no.
1: Yes, we definitely was planning soccer and baseball activities at our rec center. Also doing some great summer escape planning as well as far as field trips, making sure we have enough staff, getting the word out, To the community about was about the summer.
0: So when it was evident that we were not coming back anytime soon, when it was evident sports season as we knew it was canceled, um, summer camp was up in the air. What was that initial feeling like? Going from you know recreation. We are with kids and with the community from the time we walk in the building to the time we leave the building and sometimes even past that. What was that transition like to being around kids on a consistent basis to just being at home?
2: Well, honestly, um, that's what we're here for. So, um, me being with the city as long as I've been with the city. Um, every day, that's what you're accustomed to. Kids and kids' activities, youth activities, whether it's after school, whether it's summer camp, sports, or whatever. It's um, It was really weird because in my mind, I was like, well, what do we do now? Like, what is the next step? Like, if, if COVID was a situation where the contact with other people had to be cut Well, that's what we do here is have contact with people. So it was kind of worrisome because in my mind, I was like, well, what are we going to do? What what will our use be?
0: To piggyback off what he said, was that some of the same feelings that you had? Kind of how how useful are we going to be? Definitely. Were you all brainstorming any ideas to figure out how you could potentially be more useful? Or was it 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 was just jarring?
1: I was... I was kind of like brainstorming, see if we can like a virtual, city if get the kids on Zoom or something, just to see how they're interacting, see how they are doing away from us. Because I know some kids don't have that father figure in their life or mother figure as well to be there for them when we're the ones in the right department who's always there for the kids when they need us.
0: So after a couple months of being at home, we were all assigned that kind of like that last bullet point on your work plan um, other duties as assigned what was that initially like now we, we've heard I've heard from Chris and Deborah and you know Melanie how it went but you all were the ones that got that information and for the most part not saying that they didn't do anything but for the most part had to go out and execute um, kind of that decision that they made what was that like initially to get that phone call
2: well in my mind I felt like whatever it took to help um, I don't mind doing things you know to help the community because um, that's what we do those same kids this in the school system are the same kids that we work with. So it wasn't that big a deal. But um, of course, you know, having to grasp exactly what we'll be doing, grasp exactly the kind of interaction we will have with people. Um, subconsciously, you're like, okay, you know, we're dealing with people, which they're saying we shouldn't be around people. But, you know, we were trying to take um, precautions to make sure that we were safe. And um, in my mind, I just felt like I just have to do what I have to do.
1: Definitely taking precautions like Marlon said. I mean, making sure people have social distancing within six feet apart, like in other fields that some of us was assigned to. Like some of us was assigned to maintenance, some of us assigned to the schools giving out food and all that stuff, just making sure the community is still being served as well.
0: Now, were you all nervous being on the front lines? Um, And of course, we're all home. We're watching the news. We're hearing the stories. We're hearing the case counts go up. Were you all nervous about being right there on the front lines, helping the community in a way that we may not have been used to doing it before?
2: I was was cautious. It was definitely on my mind. But I felt like whatever the precautions we needed to take, we were trying to take. Um, But there were times where we are like, we're really out here, like we're really out here in the midst of it. Like when we were doing the, um, especially the computer distribution, like being with so close contact with people immediately, like when this first started, you know, it would be in the back of your mind, but it's like, you wanted to still do what you had to do but it definitely was in my mind
1: right definitely nervous because you had to make sure you wear a mask because certain people didn't want to be around you if you didn't have your mask on gloves or anything of that nature because they were scared they might get to COVID or whatever then miss work for like two weeks and had to be at home instead of getting paid from that job
0: now you went into computer distribution and giving out food because you and I were together at some of those sites and you went to maintenance correct? to work. What was that like? A, a complete departure from coaching football and soccer and baseball.
1: Very different aspect. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that I didn't know that the maintenance men do to help keep our buildings and stuff clean by me being inside of a building working with kids all day. they The maintenance really have a lot a hard job to do to keep maintenance with through all these buildings in the city of richmond
0: now i want to piggyback off that because we kind of stick to our own sections in our department if you're recreation you're in recreation if you are in cultural arts you're in cultural arts if you are in maintenance you're in maintenance and this was an, an opportunity for all of us not even necessarily opportunity it was necessary to keep the department running that Department sections of the department started to clash. Did you have a better appreciation of what maintenance staff does? I know we, you know, we we don't know what they do. So what we see on the outside that we, you know, we're kind of upset about or I, have issues about is, you know, it could be different.
1: I was working on the south side when the mix. I definitely see. I, I definitely appreciate what they do. I mean, as far as, I mean, in the rain. They have to make sure the building stay clean. I mean, keeping the pots clean so people can keep visiting them. So, I definitely appreciate exactly what they do.
0: And then you went, like I said, you went to computer distribution. And food. And and food. What was that? I'm going to ask you what was that like? I was with you, so I do know what it was like, but I'm still going to ask you, what was that like?
2: It was almost like it was like a whole different world, honestly. It was like completely nothing like what we do on a daily basis, on a seasonal basis, um, where I start with the computers first. I think I was such in help mode of wanting to make sure that all of these kids get their computers and know how to work them and, um, you know are able to be prepared to do whatever it is that the schools will have them doing at home. Um, it was hectic sometimes there was a lot of confusion at certain places but um, for us for me personally my team including you which they kept us together that's what kind of helped it run smoothly with us because there were a lot of issues across the whole entire city with the computer distribution but with us as a team um, it made it smooth for me Um, I probably would have been a little more frustrated if I didn't have the team that I had and they allowed us to just stay with each other and go around. And it, it also put me in a situation where I wasn't as frustrated thinking about the fact that we're really just out here. You know, that helped me, you know, having you guys, you know, around and stuff like that. Like, okay, we're in this together. Let's get it done. Um, And then once it went on to so many weeks, especially with doing next was the food. I always tell people to joke. I felt like, you know, for about six weeks I was working at UPS or Rich Food because (laughs) the work was really demanding. Like you wake up in the morning and I'm moving heavy boxes and pushing heavy carts and doing like stuff that's nothing like what we do on a daily basis. And so with me, a person having a work ethic, like I don't mind work, but uh, there were days that I was sitting there thinking, like, this is just completely different from anything I've done. So, But um, it was a, a lesson learned. Um, You know, you get experience from things that happen in the world or, or things that even happen at your center. Sometimes you got to freestyle. You got to figure it out. You can't complain. You just got to go and get it done.
0: Now, unlike... um. Chris and Deborah or Melanie that have to that had to delegate the things that we were going to have to do in the field. and, And they're worried about the staff that they're sending out into the field to do these different things and, you know, trying to keep wrap their minds around that. You all were Actually, out doing these things but then you have to go home to your family and to your friends how are you all managing sort of your mental health during this time knowing that you're going out um, especially with computer distribution you're going out and you are seeing hundreds of people a day and trying to be socially distant in that situation you know par for the course. sometime what What were you all doing to manage manage it? You have a new baby that, that you had to go home to. What What was What was that thought process like?
1: That was definitely challenging for me. I mean, having a newborn because when I get when I when I get home, I usually pick some up, and but I couldn't do that as soon as I walked through the door. I had to make sure I, I was safe, clean, sanitized and all that stuff because I didn't want the child to catch the COVID or anything like that because he's a newborn and his immune system wasn't used to any of that yet. So I definitely had to be careful and make sure I was straight.
0: And did that take a toll on you sometimes?
1: Definitely a toll. Yeah. Because I couldn't give him the love and affection like when I walked through the door like I used to.
2: Um, mentally, um, the only challenges I probably had was I wasn't sure if anybody outside of the people that were actually doing it really understood how close contact we were with people, especially with computer distribution. You can't show people things on a computer from six, eight, ten feet away that it was shoulder to shoulder. And you're doing this Every day at different places. I went to like eight different sites. Right. I was all over the city of Richmond just working with people shoulder to shoulder. And I think sometimes in my mind I would be, you know, thinking like, do they really know what we're out here doing? Like, we're really putting ourselves out there doing what we were doing. Um, Luckily, a lot of issues didn't happen, like, or whatever. I mean, there was a few. But, you know, that was only my thing. You know the mental health part of it but again you know I'm a person with minimal fears so I just feel like I just do what I got to do but mentally I just had to just go home go to the park like you know just thinking about wow this world is really different right now and I'm right in the middle of it I didn't have or couldn't have um I couldn't be in a situation where I could be away from this stuff. I couldn't go stay at home, hide in a closet. I was right in the middle of it. And when I go home, look at the news and they're saying, stay away from people, don't do this, don't do that. Well, that wasn't my case. I was told I had to go and do, you know, what we had to do. So, But and it it was sometimes you will have a little frustration. But, you know.
0: Now we, I think before we were, um, asked to go out into the field and and do other things. Word had come out that Chesterfield County furloughed um, a good portion of their recreation staff. What was your immediate thought upon hearing that? Did you think that that is something that was going to happen with Richmond? Um, what, what were your initial thoughts?
1: Uh, I definitely thought at that time some of us would get furloughed Um, just because there's no way we could keep working and COVID is still going on and then some people out out of jobs with families I mean life still goes on I mean people have to take care of their family one way or another
2: yeah I, I figured that it was a possibility I mean I feel like anything is a possibility so yeah it was on my mind you know thinking that Some people will lose their job. I really thought it was going to happen. Um, But again, a new situation, new things going on. Like, I didn't understand how those steps would be taken. Like, who would you furlough? How long, you know, any of those type of situations. So, yeah, it was something I thought about, but um, luckily, you know.
0: How do you, how are you a recreator in the era of COVID? How is that possible? We are in a business, especially on the recreation side, in a business that you are with people constantly in front of people, kids constantly, you know, touching you and, you know, performing, you know, the normal duties of a recreator. How do you do that with social distancing and masks and small groups? How is that? Have you all wrapped your mind around how you're doing it or are you just going with the flow?
2: I mean, with having so much time away from them, I think it's only natural if you've been around kids and recreation for a certain amount of years. You're gonna brainstorm just without thinking about it. What can we do? Um, Maybe we can try this or whoever else comes up with ideas. It's a new normal. Like, the world is a new normal now. Like, there are things that's never going to be the same as it was in January of 2020. Never. So, you have to adjust. Life is about adjustment. I don't care what situation it is. You have to adjust. If you're going down a road and there's a detour, you just have to adjust and go down a different street. With recreation, we'll figure it out. Like, we always do. Like, the people like me and Coach Wade, you know, we've been the backbone of the city for many years, and even the people before us, we are the ones that get it done. We're on the ground floor dealing with parents, kids, issues, um, neighborhoods, situations, any of that. We'll figure it out as, as usual. We will figure it out.
0: So was recreation much more easy, easier to adapt to this new normal than other departments?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Because... We work with kids and dealing with kids. Some of them, you know, their situations at home. You know what they do in the community. Like in other departments, you have to, like, figure all that out. Like, when the maintenance, what they do on a daily basis. Like, with the computer distribution. We had to make sure each parent, kid had their computer. We had to make sure all of that.
0: With us having to blend with so many different divisions of our department Um, do you think that this kind of cohesiveness is something that is going to stay or do you think when we get back to whatever kind of normal we get back to everyone is going to go back and retreat into their own corners
2: well hopefully you know the cohesion stays Um, I think a lot of people in the department have learned some significant things from this. Like, this isn't like um, like a natural disaster that we've had before, whether it was hurricanes or anything like that, and we had to adjust. This is a whole world thing, and maybe it's significant enough where people will respect more what the other people's job is or what they've been doing. and. Um, they can carry that with them and be like, okay, you know, I respect what they have going on more and, you know, be more interested, wanting to help, you know, that type of thing.
1: Hope the same because using the states, like with the communication, everybody, understand everybody's role within the department itself.
0: Do you think this was, I mean, of course, a a global pandemic is not a good thing, but In a way, what we had to do was good for the department. As far as? We have to work together. Um, We have to, you know, we have to communicate more. We have to make sure that everybody is understanding what everybody is talking about. Um, Something that goes on a normal course of business, but of course, it's much more heightened with What's going on now?
2: I think it's a good thing. I mean, I, I do. I think it's a good thing. Um, again, like you said, departments, everybody's separated, doing what they have to do. Um, it's good to get like a, a look inside to see what everybody else has going on or even do what everybody else. You know, I would not have never thought I would be working in a freezer <laughs> <What could laughs>
0: very interesting. I
2: will say that that would it's happen. Very interesting. You know, doing those type of things like that, or you know, having recreation outside where people have to come up and all that type of thing. Like I would never never seen that come.
0: Now summer camp went back to um, what it once was. I know before I was in a years department ago. years ago. Years ago, no way before I was in a department to playground days. What was that? like not the hustle and bustle of kids in the building and field trips and planning activities on the fly and outside on the playground and serving lunch it was very just here's some toys here's <laughs> lunch that's all we got for you what what was that what was that like it's, it's, especially for you Marlon, because I've I've not been to Powhatan during summer camp but I know it's busy over there but I've been here in the building with summer camp what was that like
2: well again like how you said um, we're full summer camp every year this building is full of children every every summer it was definitely different um, I think my concern was more just making sure that everybody was okay I mean if summer had to be like this, it just had to be like this. Um, I don't think that it'll be like this next year. But again, things happen. Um, Adjustment-wise, um, yeah, you're just used to more kids. I'm just used to a lot of kids right. during the summertime. And um, I'm just glad that they were even offering anything for the kids. And, of course, the numbers were low because parents are like, you know, we don't want our kids outside for so many hours like that because this was a hot summer for sure. It was. The summer was it really It was. Hot. And so, you know, we had a few kids that would come um, for a few hours and give them snacks and try to have games outside for them. Again, I was in – I've been with the department long enough, to why I can remember it was like outside majority of the time. That was when I first came in. So <clears throat> it wasn't – you, you had to just revert back to that I just I'm like this we're rec raiders we figure it out we'll make it work the best way that we can make it work
0: was it different were you first of all have you been here long enough to know the like the playground days or
1: yes definitely so was I it actually like grew up on the playground yeah, days he came the <laughs> <laughs>
0: when
1: I was at Powhatan as a as a child Milo was a worker yeah <laughs> so
0: so you all so you're familiar with playground, playground. days oh, yeah. from a different perspective different
1: perspective um like kids, I mean, the building is not as packed as, as normal would be during the summer. And then planning the field trips, going out, meeting with other community centers at the trips, having the kids blend in, it was kind of different because this year the kids just basically got dropped off walk-ups or you play games with them outside, feed them lunch, next thing you know, they gone because the parents and want them outside
0: did y'all miss field trips playground day did yeah. did y'all miss that
1: definitely yeah I miss
0: I miss our field trips did y'all miss anybody miss playground day playground day <laughs> what the big it was a big event yeah it's a big the event
1: ever no? yeah. very it's yes. I feel
2: like i have play grind day every day if I can't because we have so many kids <laughs> <laughs> it was no big difference to me
0: so we are back in the buildings. So you all are back in your centers what is that like
2: well for me it gets a little it's like I just want to do something like I want to like I almost want to come up with something and bring it to administration like look I know a way I can get some kids in here and figure something out, keep them spaced and keep it safe, whatever like that. But I'm just following the protocol for when they say Mm -hmm. we can start back.
1: Just following protocol. I mean, definitely miss the kids in the building. And then just trying to brainstorm some stuff so when they come back in the building, we can already have programs already lined up for them. And then when we get back to normal, everything just can keep on rolling.
0: What advice would you know so it's a hundred years from now another global pandemic has swept the nation we hope not but yeah we won't we won't be here to see it. Um, what advice would you give to a center supervisor? what advice would you give to a reconstructor to navigate through this time you all have you all have the ability to now write a blueprint for future generations what what advice would you give them?
1: Basically, um, try to be safe as much as possible. Um, just keep—I mean, just keep doing what you're doing—and just keep make sure everybody's staying safe, sanitizing, clean, and um, social distancing as much as possible. Cause you never know when anything's going to happen again. And then that's basically just being.
2: I think in any situation, because I just use um, life experiences um, to help me in situations like with work, with your job, working with kids, you always got to have some type of backup plan. It's no different than somebody has a generator at their house. They may never use it. But as soon as that storm come and take out all the power, it'll come and you know you can go right to it. With us, we live and we learn. That's what you should do. So, we will be able to tell people, okay, in this situation, these are the steps that should be taken. Because we are kind of like the sacrificial lambs in this thing in the world, as far as like what to do when things happen like this. Because again, this is a whole different type of thing. This isn't the electricity being out from um, Hurricane Isabel for two weeks. This is communication, contact with people, widespread across the world so you have a blueprint set up you have a plan set aside um to at least get you started into what
0: you need to do i asked this question of chris and deborah and also um melanie kim and gerard but of course the only relevant one in that conversation is melanie about you know you listen to the news and you hear them you hear businesses talk about things that they have realized practices that they have that go on that now that we're in the midst of a global pandemic, this pro this is probably something that we should change and we should look at as someone who a lot of these policies directly affect affect, Have you seen anything that we do in a normal course of business that now that you're looking at it, probably
1: should change post-COVID? Nah. I don't, I don't think I've seen it. I
2: think with with the cleaning aspect, that probably could be a little better because, I mean, me personally, I'm always like a little clean freak. My staff hit Yes, I am yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> well aware.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a clean freak about stuff. I like things needing in order and clean. And I feel like, you know, it doesn't take an hour to make sure door handles and things are sprayed, and make sure that the door handles to the building are sprayed on a regular basis. Make sure that the pool sticks because I mean we just go through the course of our day, basketballs are spray, right. soccer balls spray. Those are things that we weren't really doing before. So I mean you learn. You be like, you know what? That's a good idea to do that. Let's make sure that we do this. You know to, yeah. I learned a couple of things from that. They could.
0: Last question. See, this wasn't that bad, y'all, right? Right. See, y'all are y'all extra nervous. Overall, how do you think um, things have been handled? I mean, there's no blueprint. No one has ever been in a situation like this before, and decisions, you know, that are made 30 minutes ago change in the next thirty minutes. But overall, how do you think everything up until this point has been handled? Um And not just from a departmental I mean of course we're talking about a departmental standpoint, but you know, they get their orders from somebody. Well, I guess the
2: first thing I would say is, um as far as the people that's on the ground, like me, and Coach Wade and you and everybody else. I mean, I think we handled it good as far as that go Like there was a little complaints here, little you know things here and that. But as far as the actual staff that was doing the work, I'm proud of everybody. I liked the way everybody came together and just stepped up and did what they had to do. Like that that was not easy. It's still not easy, but you know the fact that everybody came together like. We working with so many different people like, you know, I've been with the department a lot of years, but there's a lot of different people. And when we were at all these different spots, you know, getting to know people that I just knew worked at the other center, speak to them at a meeting or something like that, but getting to know them and talk to them and that thing like that. I think they handled it Um, as far as anybody above us. I guess they were just trying to figure it out just like anybody else. I would like to think and hope that they were caring about our welfare and safety i tell you that they are um and and i feel like they do and i feel yeah. like, like our managers like our immediate managers um melanie Pug. i mean i i feel like you know they try to have our back as best as possible and you know put us in situations and i feel like they cared about us as workers because you know sometimes you know people have jobs at different places and people don't care about you at all you? You know, so we want to feel like we out here risking it. Do they care about us? Do they worry that we could be in trouble or somebody could get a situation? So I feel like they did the best they could. I can't really be overly critical of anybody because again, this you know, what do you do? You know, you're scrambling trying to figure out what's the best way to handle this. But I'm really proud of the actual staff of, of the city of Richmond.
0: I'll tell you that was one of the questions that I did ask Chris and Deborah and- question that was posed to um melanie and kim and gerard since they you know manage the staff that was a massive because and you could tell that it wasn't something they they were saying because that's like the politically correct thing to say you could tell it was something that weighed heavily on them that these decisions that we are making affect our staff and our staff have to go home to people so yes i can a, a I can account for the fact that they were concerned, overly concerned about, you know, what they were doing and how that was going to affect us. Wait,
1: I mean, they was definitely concerned. Um, the communication was open throughout 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 it all. Um, it's just they actually just cared. I mean, there's nothing else they could have done because it came up all of a sudden about the COVID and then they did research on how to keep everything safe you know so that's basically
0: well that's it see guys it wasn't that bad i didn't ask you any probing questions Bro. i didn't get my bob woodward on okay. to like have y'all on the news or anything yeah,
2: okay
0: okay and i might well okay, see okay. i, I could have <laughs> given y'all my girl king now <laughs> See, we but can i handle it. we've been around the apartment a lot of years we can handle it you can oh they can handle Gil King. all right so here's some real questions i'm just oh, <laughs> thank you guys for coming to talk to me
2: all right you're thank welcome you. you're welcome
0: yeah can y'all say y'all welcome you're welcome yes. this, this they're so rude just rude thank and you thanks, see there we go I appreciate you Shane. all right better <laughs> better <laughs>